What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Joystick Jockeys podcast. I am Austin Angel, joined by Protege Jones, as always. Protege, how you doing, my man? Doing well, brother. Doing well. How about you? Glad to hear it. I'm hanging in there, doing all right. You know, life's been kind of crazy, but it is what it is. Uh, but what you been playing the last two weeks, man? Um, honestly, I've been trying out this uh, new game called Deadly. It's like a Think of like a cyberpunk kind of world, but it's a roguelike where you're shooting these different things and you're trying mm-hmm. to unlock different guns and perks throughout your run. That sounds kind of I just dope. did like a, <laughs> yeah, I was doing like the practice just to kind of get a feel for it and it feels good. You got the grapple hook, you hit mm-hmm. the orbs to get ammo and health back, like it's really simple to get. I'm looking forward to some more. Nice. How about you? <clears throat> that sounds really cool. I might have to check that out. Uh, I've been playing, I haven't played too much in the last couple weeks, uh, I've been doing some, been prepping some content for BCW stuff, so WWE 2K23, uh, jumping back into Hogwarts Legacy, getting real close to the end of that, trying to tackle my backlog as much as I can before I get any new games, because I'm trying to oh, get, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm the trying to part. get, <laughs> I know, I'm trying to get as much knocked out as I can before I pick up Final Fantasy 16. So I know I'm real close to the end of Hogwarts Legacy, and I think I'm about halfway through Final Fantasy VII Crisis Core Remake, so I want to try and finish those two if possible. Uh, But yeah, that is uh, what I've been playing for the most part for these last two weeks, but be excited to get to some newer stuff, hopefully, by next podcast. I can actually start uh, Final Fantasy XVI. But we got a lot to talk about today. Well, it won't seem like a lot numbers-wise. We only got six stories, but two of them are pretty big. Uh, So the first one we're going to talk about actually happened as soon as we fucking finished recording the podcast two weeks ago. Like, I I hit stop recording, and I looked at my phone, and I had a Twitter notification, and it said two minutes ago. I was like, you got to be kidding me. But if you did miss the news, um, E3... For 2024 and 2025 have seemingly been canceled, according to the ESA. So this article is over on IGN, written by George Yang. Uh, it says E3 2024 and 2025 have been canceled, according to the Los Angeles Tourism Board of Commissioners. At a meeting on June 21st, 2023, the board presented a packet with updated information surrounding the tourism business in Los Angeles. On page 21, there's a chart that shows the city's convention sales for the fiscal year of 2022 through 2023. Under the heading, Booked Room Nights Produced, there's an asterisk that notes includes E3 cancellations for 2024 and 2025 at the bottom right. Uh, In a statement to Axios, reporter Stephen Totillo, an ESA representative, said that E3 2024's fate is still to be determined. Quote, ESA is currently in conversation with ESA members and other stakeholders about E3 2024 and beyond, and no final decisions about the events have been made at this time, end quote. Uh, E3 2023 was canceled earlier this year, and the ESA didn't confirm whether the event would be returning in the following years. Uh, E3 in 2024 and 2025 were scheduled for June 11th and 3rd, respectively. It is unclear whether they will ultimately go through as planned, or if they will move to another city entirely. <sighs> Bruh. I think Bruh. we kind of saw it coming with COVID, 
and PlayStation was pulling out to do their state of plays and showcases. And then, oh, what's up, Daxter? <laughs> and then after they were actually able to come back, they didn't want uh, Keeley's help. So Keeley said he was going to do his own thing. And it seems like Keeley has effectively, whether it was intentional or not, killed off E3. <laughs> <laughs> about it. I can't remember what but he said something along the lines of um, hey can't, hey it is what it is pretty much he, he, and yeah he essentially called it out he's like the industry is growing and e3 has refused to follow the industry and that growth was a paraphrasing but it was essentially that and it's like yeah like demos most of us don't really get to play demos like we we only play demos now Ugh. Excuse me. Um, we only get to play demos when there's like a special event or if a game company uh, <coughs> happens to make one. You know, it's, it's not like way back in the day where the only time you'll get to play a demo is if you go to the mall or if you, you have to go somewhere physically to access this media or to try it out, yeah. right? Like those days are kind of are kind of going. Um, and seeing them cancel it for, what, two years in advance? It's kind of like, guys, like... Yeah. Most people have either, like, are just going to forget about it, or they're just going to keep losing people who would come and be a sponsor. Mm-hmm. Like, um, like if if Ubisoft isn't coming, Ubisoft... Well, Ubisoft it, was committed to it this year. They said, as long as it happens, we'll be there. They were the last ones to pull out, but they pulled out, like, two days before E3 came out and canceled. So my assumption is E3 told them that they were going to cancel, so Ubisoft was like, hey, by the way, (laughs) we ain't going to be there. (laughs) Yeah, that's crazy, man. Like, when you you have Ubisoft who... They've had hit or miss conferences. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't don't think there's been a memorable moment (laughs) at a Ubisoft conference. (laughs) But, um... It's just sad because now I, w- what I grew up with is not what's going on. Everybody's doing their own media, their own independent thing, and yeah. the companies themselves can just be like, "Hey, <laughs> right, we can just do it whenever. <laughs> it's like whenever we got what, what shit that? that's ready, we can show it." I mean, Man, and you, which E three did you say you went to? Uh, the last one, twenty nineteen. <laughs> wow. Wait a minute. Yeah, no. I went to the last in person E three. It's not my fault. <laughs> It's COVID's fault. They said that off the guys. He, he said he's not coming back. Cancel. It's all canceled. Whatever. I was stoked to go back. That's awesome, I had man. A, you got to meet people. Did you do interviews and stuff, too? I didn't do any interviews, but I saw some behind-closed doors demos. I know, because Cyberpunk wasn't out yet, so I saw, like, the last behind-closed doors demo of Cyberpunk before they showed that to the public. Uh, I saw uh, Jedi Fallen Order demo. Um, I played... What did I play? I played Borderlands 3. I played Pokemon Sword and Shield. So it was really cool. <clears throat> I got to meet a couple people. I met uh, Kinda Funny while I was out there. So that was pretty dope. Uh, nice. I played... Was it Gears 4, I think? What was the last Gears to come out? Was that 4 or 5? I don't even remember. The, la- the last one that came out was 5. Okay, so then... Then it was Gears 5. <clears throat> But yeah, I had a blast. I was there for the entire week. <clears throat> it was honestly surprisingly cheap. I think it only cost us like a hundred bucks for the three days. But yeah, it was really cool. Really? It was a fun time. 
the lines what was were. The most expensive thing, the plane ticket and the hotel, I guess. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah. The plane ticket for sure. We got an Airbnb. Uh, my brother and I did, and I think even the Airbnb was only like three hundred bucks for the week or something. <clears throat> we found something super cheap. I mean, luckily E three doesn't really take place in like a busy time in the middle of the summer for like vacations, so prices oh, for everything weren't sky high. <clears throat> but crowded plane, yeah. Yeah, I know our ticket was super expensive. Our plane ticket was super expensive because we had to book one last minute because our original flight got canceled <laughs> when we were on our way to the airport. So we had to book a new flight. But <clears throat> other than that, but no, it was a good time. I'm real sad to see it go. Hopefully it's not permanently. Maybe they'll relocate, but I doubt it. Uh, I know they've been outside of L.A., at least once maybe twice once was in atlanta i don't remember how long ago that was i think it was 2007 now i want to look when was that uh... oh never mind it was 1997 <laughs> Ooh. So it's it's been a while since it's been outside of LA. But, but yeah, I'm curious to see if they just move from LA or if it's going to be just canceled the next 2 years kind of give them a couple years to for lack of a better term, I guess regroup and kind of refocus on what it either what they want it to be or what it needs to be. Because I think up until 2017, 2017 or 2018, it was press only. And then they eventually opened it to the public. But <clears throat> curious to see if Summer Games Fest just kind of keeps it away. Or if they go away for two years and come back with an entirely new identity, more or less. If GameStop <clears throat> can do it, I know they can, for sure. But it, it's just... I mean, it, it, it's like, what are the shareholders going to do, though? Is the question because if they're the ones funding this shit, they still want it to be E3. They don't want it to really transform. So, right. Yeah. <clears throat> but who knows? We will see. I do think GameStop's a little. We'll see what happens with GameStop because I know games are obviously going digital. But I mean, unless like Sony and Microsoft just quit shipping consoles to GameStop. Then they're always going to have something to sell, and they've adapted with like Funkos and other merch and shit. But <clears throat> we shall see. But all right, this next one's going to be really long. Are you ready? <laughs> I'm ready. So, if you did not know, last week was the Xbox Activision Blizzard FTC trial, and <laughs> <laughs> I think this was Monday through Friday. So we got. We're not going to cover all of it because it is a lot, <clears throat> but we are going to kind of go through day by day and yeah, cover okay. kind of the biggest things from each day. If you want a big deep dive, uh, this article is over on IGN as well by Logan Plant. <clears throat> he kind he's kind of broken it down for us day by day. Uh, so <clears throat> day one obviously was the first day. Uh, it says, the first day of the Xbox FTC trial was very eventful. With a look of how exclusive Call of Duty marketing deals impacted Xbox, 
console exclusivity discussions surrounding machine games upcoming indiana jones project and emails revealing playstation boss jim ryan's thoughts on potential acquisition um so where was ah <clears throat> so that jim ryan email is probably the biggest thing for that actually that and the indiana jones are the two biggest things for day one so mm-hmm. it says playstation boss jim ryan was quote pretty sure call of duty will remain on playstation and bombshell email uh it says playstation boss jim ryan wrote an email wrote in an email quote i'm pretty sure we will continue to see call of duty on playstation for many years to come end quote in response to the news that microsoft intended to buy activision blizzard uh the re- the revelation came as part of the ongoing hearing in which lawyers representing Microsoft and the United States FTC are fighting for the future of the proposed $69 billion buyout of Activision Blizzard. Uh, the email viewed by IGN reporter Rebecca Valentine in court today, dated January 20th, 2022, two days after Microsoft announced its intent to purchase Activision Blizzard, reveals that Ryan's relaxed attitude to the deal at the time encounters Sony's public-facing concern about the future of, the, of Call of Duty on PlayStation that emerged in the year and a half that followed. Quote, it's not an Xbox exclusivity play at all, Jim Ryan wrote in the email. They're thinking bigger than that, and they have the cash to make moves like this. I've spent a fair bit of time with both Phil and Bobby over the past day, and I'm pretty sure we will continue to see Call of Duty on the PlayStation for years to come. Uh, we have some good stuff cooking. Keep your eyes peeled. I'm not complacent, and I'd rather this hadn't happened, but we'll be okay. More than okay. End quote. So, that kind of <laughs> throws Sony's entire case, <laughs> like, out the window. Because their big wow. thing has been this entire time that, oh yeah, we, we want to keep uh, Call of Duty on PlayStation. We don't want to lose it. And... Like, right after it happened, it sounds like, or according to Jim Ryan, he spoke to Phil Spencer and Bobby Kotick about keeping Call of Duty on PlayStation. And I guess they gave him the same information, or the same the same thing we heard a few months ago when they were like, yeah, we offered them whatever it was that they offered, and they turned it down. Yeah, they even came to... <laughs> Steam and was trying to be like, hey, we Call of Duty on the Steam Deck. And they went to like, Nintendo. <laughs> they made a deal with Nintendo. <laughs> Nintendo sitting here like, do you think we're going to run Modern Warfare? What is, what is the name? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Nintendo was like, all right, Microsoft. <clears throat> yeah, and then Microsoft went to NVIDIA. So it's like microsoft is trying to secure this subscription ultra model service whatever they they want it and activision is their key so interesting so yeah not a not a great start for sony on day one um so the next thing (laughs) from day one is machine games indiana jones game was originally planned for release on the playstation 5 uh, it says, the upcoming Indiana Jones game was originally set for a multi-platform release until Xbox's ZeniMax acquisition changed plans. During today's trial between Xbox Activision and the FTC, Bethesda's Pete Hines revealed that Disney had an agreement with ZeniMax for a multi-platform AAA Indiana Jones game. After the Bethesda acquisition, the agreement with Disney was amended to transition 
the Indiana Jones game to an Xbox and PC exclusive. Hines said the game is currently set to hit Xbox. Uh, let's try that again. Hines said that the game is currently set to hit Game Pass on day one. Uh, several emails and conversations shown during the trial added additional color to the decision to make Indiana Jones a platform exclusive. Quote, while it's not in our messaging, I think it's important to highlight that Lucasfilm brought up the issue of platforms because we have a signed agreement with them to develop a game for multiple consoles. Read an email between Heinz, Xbox CEO Phil Spencer, and Xbox Studios head Matt Booty and several other exclusives. Quote, the upside here is a game coming from Bethesda that everyone will be excited about. Uh, this is the most important thing. The downside for Xbox is that a large percentage of output from Bethesda won't directly benefit the Xbox community in any way, end quote. Spencer wrote in an email January 2021. <clears throat> so I'm not too shocked by this because it also sounds like uh, the same thing happened with Starfield because I know Starfield was supposed to be multi-platform. There was also uh, rumors going around that uh, before Bethesda got bought up by <clears throat> Xbox, excuse me, mm -hmm. that Sony was trying to make Starfield a PlayStation exclusive. <laughs> so not too surprised that after Xbox bought up uh, ZeniMax and Bethesda that they decided to make the Indiana Jones game an exclusive. It does seem like an interesting choice for Indiana Jones, but at the same time, it is a big IP. And is this what? Oh, I was just gonna say, is this <laughs> the same Indiana Jones game they revealed like way back, like years? I mean, years ago. Uh, depends on how far back. I think it got or, uh, revealed twenty twenty. Oh no, <laughs> not okay, not the same game. <laughs> Where they showed us the Indiana Jones game way back when E3 was on TV, and I was like, oh man, this looks great. There might have and been one, though. You, okay. you could have just missed it, but no, I think this was revealed in like 20, 2020, 2021, but we we haven't seen gameplay. It was more of a, hey, this is coming type okay. deal. It was a teaser okay. trailer. But yeah, I do remember it was, yeah, about. it was shown at an Xbox showcase. I do know that. So. So yeah, those were the highlights for day one. Uh, day two, uh, Xbox boss Phil Spencer headlined the second day of the Microsoft FTC trial as he took the stand for nearly the entire session. Lawyers asked the Xbox head about a wide range of topics, including exclusivity plans for Elder Scrolls VI, how Microsoft was worried Starfield would become a PlayStation exclusive, and his commitment to Call of Duty on the PlayStation and so, where is the... Oh, there's that. There's a couple things we're going to pull from this one. Uh, we won't do the Call of Duty one, because I feel like we've beaten that one to death <laughs> over the last few months. We know that they've pretty much said that they're going to have a... Uh, that they're going to keep it on PlayStation, but that's another thing they talked about on day two. Um... So, this is uh, talking about uh, Minecraft, actually. Uh, it says, Minecraft doesn't have a PlayStation 5 version because Sony didn't send Microsoft dev kits, uh, Phil Spencer says. Uh, it says, Xbox boss Phil, Phil Spencer blames Sony for the lack of a native PS5 version of Minecraft. 
During today's portion of the FTC trial, uh, Spencer claimed Sony was hesitant to give Microsoft access to PS5 dev kits ahead of the, the console launch in 2020. Quote, Sony was reluctant to send us developmental kits for the PS5 uh, at the same time they were sending them to other developers, which puts us at a disadvantage relative to other developers, Spencer said. Uh, quote, I think Sony could have sent the development kits to Microsoft just as easy as they sent them to any other publisher. So this kind of ties into what we were talking about two weeks ago when they were saying they didn't want to send them dev kits uh, for, like, Call yeah, of Duty and shit. Them. Yeah, they said, we're not going to talk to you about the PS6. And, like, and so it, it seems like they they apparently did that with the PS5, too, because everyone was like, oh, well, what about Minecraft? Well, I guess they didn't send them shit for that either. <laughs> so, Bruh, that's crazy. They're, it like Sony is to the point where they're like, no, Microsoft, you won't develop. Even though Microsoft also develop, uh, they have studios that develop stuff for the PS5. It's like, right, bam. You want them to make a PS4 version for your PS5 system? Like, I don't. Know. They must really not want. They don't want Microsoft to have shit, man. They really it's crazy. don't. <clears throat> um. So Bethesda was not the only. Uh, acquisition that <clears throat> Microsoft was trying to make. Uh, it says, Take-Two Interactive announced plans to acquire Zynga back in 2022, but Xbox boss Phil Spencer has revealed Microsoft seriously considered buying the mobile game giant prior to that. Uh, during his cross-examination today at the FTC trial, Spencer talked about struggles in the mobile game business, saying Xbox has, quote, no strategy to win organically in mobile gaming. Uh, Spencer insisted mobile gamers don't want traditional Xbox console experiences, and console gamers aren't asking <clears throat> for that dedicated experience on mobile. Uh, Spencer revealed that Microsoft tried to acquire Zynga to solve this problem, but the developer was acquired by Take-Two instead for $12.7 billion. At the time, it was the largest game company acquisition in history. <laughs> uh, Spencer admitted Microsoft spent, quote, quite a bit of time woke working on a potential Zynga acquisition, but it turned out Microsoft wanted something even bigger to get started in the mobile business. Uh, quote, I have a lot of respect for the people at Zynga and what they've built in the end. For our opportunity, we thought we needed to have something that was even bigger than what Zynga was given. Our very small starting space in the mobile gaming business, Spencer said. So yeah, apparently... This is something we talked about uh, last week, just me and you through messages about how Xbox was talking about trying to spend <laughs> PlayStation out of business, and that's another thing that comes up in the trial, <clears throat> but... Funny. <clears throat> yeah, we'll see. Uh, Man, <laughs> it would... <laughs> Sony was in there like, you said what, Microsoft? What was that? <laughs> oh, bruh. So, like high school <clears throat> all over again, bruh. I love it. I'm kind of surprised that they would try to buy Zynga, which is... I think that's... That's Candy Crush, right? Zynga, King? Is that the same company? Mm, I'm not familiar with mobile gaming. I, I, I want to say that it is, but I'm not sure. Fair enough. Um, but why is this so... Farmville, actually. So not, not Candy Crush, but Farmville. So like the oh, fucking... Yeah, the Facebook up. games. <clears throat> but yeah... yeah I'm the, not gonna lie. It, I was just going to say that if Microsoft was able to get Take-Two, 
Oh no, they were trying to get Take Two. Take Two's who ended up getting Zenga. Mm. <clears throat> yeah. But it sounds like they backed out of the Zenga the Zenga acquisition before. Because gotcha. I guess whatever it was wasn't going to work. But yeah, I thought it was interesting they did not to see the twelve point seven billion. I, I mean. I kind of get it, but at the same time, I kind I kind of don't because mobile games bring in so much money. Because you figure everyone is playing games on their phone now, and the fact that they even said that Microsoft doesn't have a plan to put the Xbox. No, listen, Phil. Nobody, listen. The reason why mobile gaming has gotten as popular as it has is because other people have taken a chance. Yeah, you know. Like, we said we don't want our console experiences there, but you can still use the name and IP, but make a mobile game, not a gotcha game. Like, it, how... If you make a game that's fun, people will play it. I remember they put Mario Kart on, on your phone, and they had it to oh, yeah. get, like, free races or some shit like that. Like, at least Nintendo tried before they... I think they took it off the store. Then they had some Dr. Mario free-to-play kind of thing going, so... Just at least try. Like, I wouldn't mind playing a Mobile Gears of War experience if it's fun. Yeah. Um, hold on, I'm trying to pull up the rest of these mini links. You're good. I would just say that, like, I've, like, I've played Call of Duty Mobile, and it's a fun experience, and it's so much fun just for a short period of time. Maybe you're, you know, using the bathroom or you're laying down you're not going to sleep just yet you don't want to play a console like you don't want to be in front of the tv you can just whoop. Right. i bought a couple skins on there just because i'm you know it's a game i want to support mm -hmm. call of duty <clears throat> mobiles it's, it's one of those games that can constantly be updated so you don't have to it's the same as like fortnite it'll just keep evolving over time yeah matter of fact they're making they're literally making a call of duty mobile war zone and it's going to be yeah. its own app. Yep. <laughs> that's another thing that got discussed in the trial, but I don't think that's a... Huh. Maybe it's a huge thing. Maybe it's not. <clears throat> um. Oh, crap. Where's... There it is. This needs to go down here. Uh, so, the last thing from day... Th is this three? Or are we still on day two? Three. We're still on day two. <clears throat> no, we're... Oh, damn! Yeah. La okay. Last thing on day two. It's a long day in court. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Xbox's Phil Spencer has confirmed that the Elder Scrolls 6 is still, quote, five plus years away. Uh, the Xbox boss is also still being careful about mentioning which platforms the Skyrim sequel is planned for, saying, quote, it's difficult for us now to nail down. Five plus years? What the fuck? I mean, that, that makes sense, though, because they're focusing on Starfield. Starfield, yeah. Then they'll release an expansion, more updates. And then I think they said Fallout 5 after Elder Scrolls. Man, that's so damn long. <laughs> uh, Go ahead, man. I'm sorry. That just no, really upset me. <laughs> <laughs> so Spencer testified about the status of Elder, Elder Scrolls 6 during today's FTC trial, tiptoeing around the planned platforms, the game given how far away it is. While his hesitation could be... Uh, referencing uncertainty surrounding whether the game will be a console exclusive is not out of the realm of possibility to consider that Elder Scrolls 6 may skip the current generation of consoles entirely. Yeah, if it's five years or more away, I, you're looking at PS6 or whatever the hell the next Xbox is called. I'm not even going to try to guess what that's going to be. The Xbox 2. <laughs> Xbox Series C. Who the hell knows? Uh, but yeah, I would... 
be willing to bet here that uh, well actually I don't know because Elder Scrolls unlike Starfield <clears throat> it's not a new IP Elder Scrolls is very established has a very large fan base obviously <clears throat> so you gotta wonder for when it comes out if it's gonna come out on next gen consoles and you skip PlayStation you have to think how much money you'll probably lose out I would I don't know maybe I talked myself out of it I was originally going to say I would be willing to bet that it's an Xbox exclusive but with how big Elder Scrolls already is I think it falls under that Call of Duty category to where it's too big for you to make an exclusive like Starfield with it being a new IP I think they were able to get away with it more financially like they weren't going to hurt from it as much financially as hope, if they uh, were to make Elder Scrolls 6 exclusive. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, <clears throat> I hope they do it like they did with MLB The Show, where you can play it for free with Game Pass. Oh, you know, yeah, I assume that will happen. It's just, right, right, right. But you'll also have the option to still buy it from other platforms because, see, the weird thing about Elder Scrolls is I, be, I believe it originally started off on Xbox, so it kind of started off on the Microsoft side. <laughs> Oblivion, yeah. I think a year or two later, after all the DLCs and the horse armor and all that mm -hmm. shit, uh, they released a PS3 version. The funny thing, though, was the PS3 version looked better than the Xbox 360 version. Maybe that was because of what the PS3 had on the inside, or maybe they developed it a little differently. But after that, it's been a wrap ever since, where we now see like Skyrim has been on every platform. It's Quite been, literally been, every platform. <laughs> remastered and remade like for every other platform you know what i'm saying so i hope they go that way because you still got to make money mm -hmm. it's a single player game so who really cares and if microsoft is more committed to software than selling actual physical consoles they kind of they kind of would need to also lean into that to some degree you yeah. know what i'm saying right because now they're able to still now you don't have to leave playstation at all mm -hmm. You just, you just, now you're buying and you're, the money's just going to Microsoft and Microsoft's publisher. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because it's, because PC is always that neutral zone. Mm -hmm. And I, I think more people are going to end up owning a PC to go along with their consoles so that no matter what team decides what, like yeah. PlayStation says, hey, PS5 first, then PC. Xbox says everything first, no PlayStation. Right. So certain games or whatever. Yeah. And you can avoid all that and just stay in the middle with PC. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Well, or, you know, just something like that, because that's how I would do it if I was a gamer gamer. Right. And gaming was like, because gaming right now is about 25% of my life. But if it was 75 to 100, <laughs> it would be PC, Switch, PlayStation. The only reason I'd get an Xbox, and I probably still will get an Xbox, is, I'm not going to lie, the Black Series S yeah. coming out in September. Uh-huh. Great. I was and, thinking and about that today. Right. I was like, I think I want that. Yeah. Terabyte of space. You tell me you got a one terabyte digital console that's slightly, like maybe, like what, like 50 bucks more than the original S? Like, I think on. so, yeah. Because <clears throat> the only reason I would use a disc with the Series X is if I was like a, a collector. Mm -hmm. Or, um, you know, it's backwards compatible with Xbox games. What if I just had like a copy? I mean, I don't, I don't know. Now, keep in mind, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I don't know if the Punisher Xbox game is compat is on the compatibility 
compatibility. Compatibility, yes. yes. <laughs> I don't know if it's on the list, but I do know that if you had that disc and it was compatible and you put it in the Series X, it'll just play. Yeah. Some of you guys will refuse to sell your old games, but your Xbox crapped out on <laughs> You know what I'm saying? It, it, it sucks, but... Look, as someone who likes physical media, I'm not going to condemn people for keeping their old games. There's a lot of shit I used to have in the past that I wish I would have kept. <clears throat> but unfortunately, life just don't allow it. But, <clears throat> I mean... But no, like you said, like if gaming took up more of your life, it, for me, does. And I do have a PlayStation, a PC, and a Switch. That is that is my gaming setup. That's what I use to play everything. I have Game Pass on my computer so I can play shit like Hi-Fi Rush when it dropped in January and Starfield Man. when it comes out in two months. <laughs> but Yeah, and the only reason I'm even thinking about going through Steam and just purchasing it is because the fact that Xbox is not locking into Game Pass is great because I want to own this game. Right. I'm going to put in an insane amount of hours. This is a Bethesda. This is like the newest Bethesda game. And now that I know the new Elder Scrolls ain't coming out, I'll have years to explore space. Yeah. Well, you I th- know what I'm saying? So I, 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 go ahead. I, I was going to say, I don't think you'll have to worry about Starfield leaving Game Pass anytime soon since it is an Xbox exclusive now and it's an right, Xbox-owned right. game. But yeah, I can see where you're getting at for like third-party stuff that ends up on the uh, on Game Pass. But I would not I would yeah. imagine first-party stuff w- will stay there for... I don't want to say forever, because Game Pass probably won't be around forever, but for as long as they can keep it there. Game Pass, I think, is, is too much of a... They, and they just increased the price <clears throat> of the version of Game Pass by like a dollar in some region so mm-hmm. I don't I don't think it's going to go away but I think that they're experimenting with different ways for you to access Game Pass and they're and eventually they're going to figure out an ultra modular subscription model where you can pick and choose what parts of it that you want because as a PC person play online <laughs> for free yeah. I, can, I can get on Discord and talk to you for free. Mm-hmm. So everything that you're paying for, I think you're mainly <clears> just paying for the free games you get. You know what I'm saying? For, Besides yeah. connecting with their servers and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think Xbox charges for online play anymore. I don't think games with, or Xbox Gold or games with Gold or Live or whatever it was called is required anymore. I could be wrong. They could just bundle it in with Game Pass. But yeah, I don't think that's a requirement anymore. But. If you ask me, they should have just combined it all into one subscription. So yeah, it, it's just so now because now you have me looking like, well, why not just get Xbox Ultimate, which includes Xbox? Because I'm sorry, I'm looking. I'm actually looking at an advertisement right now. <laughs> <laughs> it says Xbox Game Pass Ultimate includes Game Pass on PC, mm-hmm. Xbox Live Gold, and I guess Gold is what's required to play online. I guess. But that's but gold is only needed on Xbox. You can play yeah. PC, and that's why I'm like, well, why would I get a console? Why? <laughs> and like, like, and I get it. You know, but they want people to be on the software. But as far as selling consoles, they kind of missing me with that. Well, that doesn't I mean, seem maybe, to be maybe. their main focus, and they've came out and said that, like, look, at this point, we're so far behind. That's not our focus. Mm. Like that's why Shout they have. That's why they have Game Pass as an app on Samsung TVs. That's why it's on computers. If they could get it done, they would put it on PlayStation 
and they would probably put it on the Switch. Because <laughs> right. I know there was a rumor about it going around on the Switch for the longest time. I think the furthest they'll get with Nintendo is Nintendo might use some of their cute characters for like some <clears throat> games or IP and stuff, but that's it. Because I mean, Microsoft tried to buy them and they got laughed <laughs> out of the office. Laughed out. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if they can afford to buy Nintendo. <laughs> If you if you're out here admitting you're in third place in the gaming race, you're not going to be able to buy who's ahead of you. <laughs> well, well, Nintendo, you got to think like some people don't want to retire. Some people think about the long term of jobs and legacy. Mm -hmm. Like Nintendo, is Nintendo in Japan? Yes. Is is okay. So we're also talking about a company that's international elsewhere that probably comes with their own code of conduct mm -hmm. and all kinds of stuff. So, yeah, they probably believe strongly, like, no, Nintendo's a family, and we're, we will not be bought, simply, you know. <laughs> yeah, I don't think, if I had to guess out of which three between PlayStation, Microsoft, and Nintendo on who would last longest, my money would be on Nintendo. <clears throat> hmm. As far as the, the biggest game releases, well, okay, I'm not going to say the biggest, but I will say... For the for the lit like the the player base mm -hmm. and the numbers that they're able to generate, it's beyond healthy. It's it's insane how many people psych psychologically they were able to change people's minds about a console, mm -hmm. right? To where people look at it as an accessory console. It's something you need. It it goes great. It's like it's like a side that you always order with the main burger. Right. You're, you know you're always going to have a PlayStation <laughs> or an Xbox, right? For yep. the most part, you choose between those two, right? Yep. But this Nintendo Switch is like, oh, okay, you know, I got it for me. I can pick, like, I bought a Switch and barely played it, but I was, I still got my money's worth out of it. Yeah, my Switch is my, it, it's for Nintendo exclusives. That's it. I don't play any third-party games on there. I have Fire Emblem, Zelda, Pokemon, Mario. That's all that's on there. <laughs> and, and Microsoft can keep waving this money, this this De Niro in their face, just just to have one of them touch PC, but it's not going to work. Mm -hmm. Especially with how hard Nintendo is going after um, people who are emulating and stuff. So stuff yeah. that comes from the PC community. So it's like... <clears throat> They're so protective them. over their IP. It's kind of ridiculous. The fact that... They don't make. Yeah, the fact that I am amazed that Pokemon Infinite Fusions has not been shut down yet. Amazed. Mm, <laughs> what is that? It's a fan-made game where it's... Uh, I forget what region it takes place in, but basically uh, you just fuse two Pokemon together. Whatever two Pokemon you have, you can fuse them together. Some of them have really dope custom sprites, and some of them don't have custom sprites because it would take forever to come up with all combinations of I forget how many they have I think they have up until gen 8 so like 850 or whatever and so however many combinations there would be for 850 with everything else but I think they've got a good amount of custom sprites like uh I forget it's Mewtwo and someone else when you fuse Mewtwo with someone it looks like fucking Beerus <laughs> Yeah. Bro, what the fuck, bro? But yeah, just I mean, it, just look honest, up man, Pokemon Infinite Fusions and look at some of the custom okay. sprites. It is wild. <laughs> so speaking of that, I just so on the humble bundle, 
this month's bundle, they have a game called Tim Tim on there, and it's like a it's, love it. it's similar to Pokemon. Love it. I was gonna say, so you love it, yes. bro? I'm about to, I'm Big about fan. to claim it, man. <laughs> I haven't been able to really get into. Po okay, no, no don't come at me, audience. <laughs> I'm down. Shit, okay? fuck them. I'm gonna come after up. you. <laughs> You're wrong. <laughs> Man, I tried it on the Game Boy Advance and it just didn't hook me, man. It just, I don't know. Maybe I was too young to understand the Viridian Forest because I kept having a battle, mother bruh. My screen would keep flashing and now I'm fighting somebody. I got tired of it, man. I'm like, where am I supposed to go? I was, yeah, man. I should have, but to be honest, I wish I would have stuck with it because there are so many, pe so many amazing people in the Pokemon community that if I had the internet back then, I could have just asked them, like, hey, man. What does it mean? What does it mean when you can finally fly on your Pidgeotto? Yeah. Oh, word! You can fly around. <laughs> I would have stayed. I would have stayed, but I'm, I'm gonna give Tim Tim a try and see if it hooks me in. Tim Tim is pretty fun. It's a little more, I guess, strategy based for lack of a better term, because your Pokemon moves, mm -hmm. or not your Pokemon moves, your Tim Tim attack moves, go off of uh, a stamina instead of like you can use it this many times. And there's no RNG on if the move is going to hit or miss. It's just always going to hit. <clears throat> but, but yeah, uh, before we rant any longer about Nintendo and other <laughs> shit, <laughs> we'll move on to the next thing. This is in the day three. Um, <clears throat> PlayStation boss Jim Ryan has admitted he does not view, ex uh, view Starfield's Xbox console exclusivity as, quote, anti-competitive. Uh, during the ongoing trial between Microsoft and the FTC, the head of PlayStation, took the stand. During his testimony, he was asked if anything was wrong about Arcane Studios, Redfall, and Bethesda Game Studios Starfield being console exclusives on Xbox. Quote, I don't like it, but I have fundamentally no quarrel with it, Ryan replied. When asked how he felt about Starfield skipping PS5 and being an exclusive on the Xbox Series consoles, excuse me, <clears throat> he said, quote, I don't like it, but I don't view it as anti-competitive, end quote. Console exclusivity, particular, particularly, Jesus Christ, <laughs> in relation to Call of Duty, is at the heart of the FTC's case against Microsoft's proposed $69 billion buyout of Activision Blizzard. It has pointed to Bethesda's upcoming space RPG, Starfield, which is not coming out on PlayStation, as an example of Microsoft's behavior after it bought parent company ZeniMax. Uh, for its part, Microsoft has committed to keeping... Call of Duty multi-platform for at least a decade if it buys Activision Blizzard. <clears throat> Ryan has expressed concern about the fate of Call of Duty should Microsoft obtain control over the franchise. Ryan's comments come on day three of the trial with the last few days of a slew of new information has come out. This includes Microsoft seriously considered acquiring studios such as Bungie, IO Interactive, and Sega to fill its content gaps. <laughs> Buy Sega. What the? <clears throat> Come on, man. <laughs> yeah, and there was. They got. They, <laughs> they got all this money, man. They asked Sega. This wasn't like big enough to put in there in the rundown because I figured we'd cover it here. But like, Sega was asked to comment about this. They were like, "Hey, so uh, Microsoft came to you. What did you tell them? No, we're not for sale. <laughs> that was it. That's all they said." <laughs> So it was just like, nah, not happening. <clears throat> yeah, it's interesting, sort of interesting, sort of not, because obviously 
I would assume their goal would be to put more stuff on Game Pass with those three acquisitions. But it's curious to see that they tried to acquire Bungie and Bungie ended up either going with PlayStation or they or Xbox just decided against acquiring Bungie. <clears throat> and then also Io, because correct me if I'm wrong, I believe Io is who makes the Hitman series, right? Yep, and they're making yeah, entertainment. yeah, and they're making that new uh, 007 game. So yeah, it's, is it wait, wait, is it the 007 project? Is that what it's called? I have no what idea it what it's called. <clears throat> I don't know if it has a name. But yeah, I'm. I wonder if IO, because <clears throat> IO was originally owned by uh, Square, and then square was like yeah we're just gonna kind of let you do your own thing but you can keep the rights to hitman and shit so i wonder if after the square thing io was just like yeah no we don't want to be bought <laughs> thanks though <laughs> but yeah i mean <clears throat> ryan really it's hard to argue exclusivity when you have final fantasy 16 and spider-man 2 which are two of the biggest games coming out this year and they're exclusive to your console it's really hard to turn around in court and then be like yeah i was pissed that redfall and starfield were exclusive like that's anti-competitive because you know the following question is going to be well what about final fantasy or what about spider-man <laughs> now granted playstation doesn't own spider-man that's a sony thing entirely which is a separate deal but like they have exclusivity rights with Square for Final Fantasy. That's why Final Fantasy VII Remake still isn't on Xbox. And Final Fantasy XVI didn't come out on Xbox. So, like, they're making these exclusivity deals. <clears throat> but also... <laughs> complaining about... Call of Duty eventually possibly being exclusive. And then have to turn around and also argue that they don't see Redfall... And Starfield being exclusive as a problem. <laughs> they're they're kind of backed into a corner here. <clears throat> like you. Can... That's crazy, man. <laughs> this court case, this this court case was literally long overdue and needed to happen because there's so much stuff that's just coming now, and now you you get an idea of how business is really working. It's cutthroat. Mm, oh yeah. I mean, that's all this is, and I'm sure, like, Microsoft and PlayStation both don't want any of this information out there for the public, but, like, <laughs> that's kind of where we're at. Uh, speaking of Square Enix, uh, Microsoft considered adding Final Fantasy publisher Square Enix to the Xbox Game Studios family, a new internal document has revealed as part of the FTC hearing. According to this new document from 2019, submitted as evidence as part of the hearings, Microsoft listed several reasons why it should acquire Square Enix. This included bolstering Xbox's presence in Asian markets and providing access to the Square Enix or providing access to Square Enix's portfolio of games such as Kingdom Hearts, Dragon Quest, and Final Fantasy. These franchises would quote drive the adoption of Xbox game pass and project scarlet one of the previous code names for the fourth generation xbox consoles microsoft said uh, more interestingly the document reveals that another reason xbox should buy square enix is that it would have provided quote mobile segment growth for xbox microsoft said buying square enix 
would have helped further mo or I'm sorry, future mobile exclusive Game Pass offerings. Uh, Game Pass is currently available on Xbox and PC. Da 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 da. Uh, while Microsoft's presence on mobile is minimal, Square Enix has what Xbox described as a robust mobile native portfolio. Uh, it's unclear how far Microsoft took its entrance took its interest in Square Enix while document reveals a quote strategy approval plan we do not know how far up the Microsoft how far up the Microsoft chain it managed to climb or if contact was made with Square Enix <clears throat> uh, what if any response was made however the context of recent high profile PlayStation exclusive Square Enix releases such as Final Fantasy 7 remake <clears throat> and Final Fantasy 16 is a case of what might have been so yeah, not too surprising. Square has always kind of gone with <clears throat> who has the most money. Because I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think I remember Final Fantasy XV being an Xbox exclusive first. Or do I have that completely backwards? Uh, might be backwards. Because I could have sworn that came out first on the Xbox. No, it came out on the PlayStation and Xbox at the same time. Okay. I don't know why I thought that. Mm. Okay. <clears throat> but yeah. Um, <clears throat> but yeah. Xbox has talked about... Talked a lot about trying to increase their presence in the Asian markets. That's kind of why... Or at least why I would assume they signed the uh, Game Pass deal with Atlas to bring all the Persona games to Game Pass... Because you got Persona 5 Royal on there now. Uh, I think 3 and 4... Excuse me. Yeah, are also on there at the moment. And then they've got the 3 remake... Uh, early next year. That's going to be on Game Pass. But yeah, they've always... Struggled. Over in the Asian markets. I think they've always been third over there. Regardless on how well they've done over here. Just because they don't really... I don't know of a JRPG that's, like, exclusive to Xbox, yet alone many that are even on Xbox, outside of the Persona series that just got added. I mean, I'd have to look, but I think I've seen Tales of Arise and a couple other games on there that aren't, like... <clears throat> I think I think those are JRPGs, but I, I could be wrong. Um, but it, I'm it is good to sure. see some variety, <clears throat> right? Sure. Um, because yeah, PlayStation had Japan on lock for a long, 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 long time, and now. Oh, sorry. I thought I, I, thought, <laughs> I thought I broke the thing to pull my seat back. Hold on. You're good. Okay. <laughs> it's like, oh no, I'm breaking shit. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Uh, <clears throat> but yeah, that's something they've talked about trying to increase their market in for a while now. So I'm not too surprised that they tried to buy a Square. I am still surprised that kind of Square hasn't been bought by PlayStation. I know there were rumors a few months ago going around that uh, Sony was going to acquire Square, or was at least attempting to. <clears throat> And that one, I would be a little less shocked about with, you know, Square's history with Sony. But mm -hmm. it'd be interesting to see if 
Xbox got all of these acquisitions that they've talked about in the last what seems like four years with Bungie, IO, Sega, and We're Square scared, Enix. <laughs> like, could you imagine fucking Sonic Frontiers being an Xbox exclusive if they actually bought Sega in 2019? <laughs> you want to know what's funny? Sega, if if Sonic Frontiers was under the umbrella of Microsoft, they would be getting it a lot harder. And I and I hate to say it, but Game Pass and Microsoft now have this reputation where it's almost like the Kardashians. Like once you get a part of them, it might it might come out bad. <laughs> it, it All might. right. <coughs> All right. Um. So the next part says exclusivity has been the biggest topic of the debate during the xbox ftc hearing but if it were up to microsoft ceo i'm gonna butcher this name probably uh so i apologize in advance sadia nadella uh the video game industry would move away from exclusive games altogether um on the witness stand during today's proceedings nadella explained that he wants to get rid of console exclusives but Microsoft has to fall in line with the market leaders to stay competitive. Quote, if it was up to me, I would love to get rid of an entire, or of the entire sort of exclusives on consoles. But that's not up to me to define, Natalie said. Quote, especially as low, especially as a low share player in the console market, that the dominant player there has defined market consumption, or competition, using exclusives. And so that's the world we live in. I have no love for that world. Especially as a low share player in the console market that the dominant player there has defined market competition using exclusives. Okay, I think... I think I understand what he means, but... Uh, it says, the dominant player... Della is referring to a certainly Sony, which builds its PlayStation library on the back of AAA exclusives like God of War, Horizon, Spider-Man, and more. Uh, Nadella also explained that his general philosophy is to put software on more platforms, not fewer, saying, quote, that's the Microsoft I grew up in. I believe in that. Which, I mean, I, I don't know. There's been exclusives forever. Like, even going back to... Excuse me. Sega and Nintendo. It's just something that's always been, I guess, ingrained in video games or console DNA. Like, if they didn't want exclusives, then Halo wouldn't have only came out on Xbox, or Gears of War, or Forza. <laughs> so I'm not sure if I entirely believe that. Because they're able to put those games everywhere. I don't think... If Microsoft came to Sony and was like, hey, we want to put Xbox on... Play or not Xbox. We want to put Halo on PlayStation. I don't think they'd say no. I could be wrong. But I don't think they would. <laughs> I mean, you just gotta... You just, the way that you can follow this is you look at when this CEO came in. Mm -hmm. um, and if, if how long has he been around? Because the Xbox division of Microsoft is the gaming division. So that's that's not... Like, the CEO will make bigger decisions, but as far as the gaming division, that's all Xbox. So I think that's why people put the blame on Phil for how that's working out. Um, uh, but as far as everything... See, that's the thing. Like, competition is good, mm -hmm. but I get where the courts are trying to figure out where any... I mean, any injustices would be because 
customers want they want um i know the uk specifically has it they really have the customers back as far as buying games esrb rating and stuff like that like they're really on it with their legislature they're like more on it than the u.s politicians are yeah uh, but apparently he became CEO in 2014, so he's been CEO for nine years now, and they've definitely had yeah. exclusives since then. <laughs> like, you've had yeah, Halos, so you've had Forzas, you've had Gears, like all of your big titles. PlayStation became the market leader during... Wait, 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 when did the PS4 come out? The PS4, 2013, yeah. So a year before he comes out, so... These guys, I mean, I don't know how much he's had a... I wish I could know what the chain of command was, because I still want to know who the fuck... Who the fuck said, Xbox One, here you go. You want more TV, here you go. You try to become a market leader in TV and media, and that's not what gamers it's not what gamers want. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that was... I think 2012, is the Xbox One came out like a year before the PS4, right? Or was that the 360 and PS3 that had a year of separation? I don't remember. I know one of those two generations had a year of separation, and Xbox came out first. The X? Yeah, that was the 360, I believe. Because okay. the PS3 came out a year or two later, and came, and then when it came out, it came out at like $600. Like it yeah, was it was expensive, expensive as hell. <laughs> Bro, they, they hey the console looks clean though with the with the place with the Spider Man three logos yeah that with the Batman controller yeah <laughs> I remember all that okay yeah it was the three sixty and PS three three sixty was oh five PS three was oh six good lord man that was those we're old man that's middle school <laughs> yeah. I, the first time I played online was with the Xbox 360. I never played online on the original Xbox, so yeah. I missed out on the original Xbox Live. But I came at like the right time because maybe a year later, a year or two, we got parties before mm-hmm. Netflix was going crazy with password. Y'all probably don't remember this, but on Xbox, we could have Netflix parties. Oh, yeah. And, and, bruh, bruh, we don't do that no more. That's because they don't allow Man. it. <laughs> they don't allow it. Netflix says, screw you. <laughs> we want more I money. Because apparently they're not making Netflix. enough. Their subscription services, uh, the, their revenue rose up like 26% when they did the password crackdown. So, mm. yeah. I'm just, paying up now. I'm just not watching Netflix anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was like, you know what? If I can't watch it anymore, then I can't watch it. <clears throat> uh, it's kind of hard to stay subscribed. To, just real quick. It's hard to stay subscribed to something, even like Game Pass, if you're not really using it. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you use it, like, once every so long, yeah. you know? And so then you just cancel till they bring something you like. Right. What were you going to say? Uh, I was going to say, but just more or less, I find it very hard to believe that this guy doesn't want exclusives. Well, maybe now he doesn't because they're so far behind. But if they're ahead, like, let's say, hypothetically, the roles are switched here and Xbox is in first and PlayStation's in third, I wonder if he's still like, yeah, I don't want exclusives. <laughs> So I think it's more of a, just because we're in last place, I'm going to say, I don't want exclusives to exist. Yeah. I would would have to agree because when you think about it, well, what would be the point of buying different consoles if the same thing is coming to each console? Exactly. And that is what makes the difference. 
<clears throat> yeah, gamers aren't picking PlayStation because, oh, I like the white and the black and it's tall. No, <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Look, I don't care what anyone says. I know a lot of people say the Xbox yeah, controller yeah. is the perfect controller. I love the DualSense. I really do. <clears throat> the only, to be honest, Austin, the only problem I have with the PlayStation controller is pretty much Beautiful. they don't want to. They don't. It's great for fighting game. It's great for most in any game. Yeah. The D-pad is legendary, literally. Like if you want something like that on Xbox, you have to pay extra money to get a controller like that. Yep. <laughs> that, like this, this one is okay, but it. It's just it's not the dual sense. It's I, almost. I do wish PlayStation had a design lab for their controllers like xbox does that would be really cool <clears throat> but yeah i i don't know maybe it's because i've just mainly played on playstation my entire life i prefer the playstation controller to the xbox one i don't know the xbox controllers just feel they feel too small for me i, I don't know i'm not sure what it is i but. think you're just really comfortable with the overall playstation layout and it wasn't yeah. much i don't think it wasn't much to adjust from the dual because the dual shock when you look at the dual shock three mm -hmm. and the dual shock four huge difference yeah. you're like this tiny ass controller i could just <laughs> <laughs> well i mean the fucking run. the three was damn near empty i felt like i was gonna break it every time i picked it up you, <laughs> you, you, you hear that one chord in the back like hello it's in there nothing yeah. airhead that's awesome uh yeah so i would that's my goal really is even if I don't get a PlayStation 5, I at least want to have the DualSense controller mm -hmm. because it has the, the new tech in it. That's another thing is <coughs> paying $70 for new tech mm -hmm. and, you know, the 3D audio and stuff. So yeah, I give it to them on being innovative. Uh, Phil Spencer apparently made a, quote, big decision to make all ZeniMax games Xbox exclusive in a November 2021 meeting. This reveal came to light as part of the final day of testimony in this week's Microsoft FTC hearing. Uh, during Xbox CFO Tim Stewart's time on the witness stand, the FTC called to attention to a chat conversation from November 21st, or not November 21st, sorry, November 2021 <clears throat> between Stewart and Matt Booty. Uh, the two were messaging about a recent monthly business review meeting between Xbox and ZeniMax where Spencer apparently made the call to make all ZeniMax games exclusive going forward, not just new IP. Stewart was asking Booty about what happened during the meeting. Quote, all games going forward, Stewart asked. Uh, not just new IP, but all games going forward? Wow. Uh, Booty confirmed this during the chat conversation, writing, quote, Phil told them all titles going forward, Xbox exclusive, end quote. The two went on to discuss how pulling all Bethesda's titles from PlayStation would cause profit issues, and Microsoft and ZeniMax's deal would cause profit issues in Microsoft and ZeniMax's deal model. "Quote: We will have uh, accountability margin issues in the deal model as we pull a huge number of PS units out of the out of model." Stewart noted. This means Xbox and ZeniMax's projected profits after the acquisition factored into releasing some of Bethesda games on PlayStation before this decision came down from Spencer. So that, going back to the Elder Scrolls 6 thing, <laughs> there's your confirmation. <laughs> Sounds like Elder Scrolls 6 is going to be Xbox exclusive, or Xbox and PC at least. 
I just, I mean, I I get the exclusivity, but man, they really should have still let people be able to access those games on because they were already there. Oh, they're you not. They're not pulling old ones. Oh, they're not. Okay, I, I got. Yeah, any pulling them, they're just yeah, yeah, yeah. putting them all on the server. Yeah, any okay, cool. anything new that Bethesda makes is going to be exclusive. So not just new IPs like Starfield. So like when Elder Scrolls Six comes out, it sounds like it's going to be an Xbox exclusive. When whatever Arcane Austin makes next, if it's were they were they Dishonored? I think they were. Uh, yeah. So if Arcane makes another Dishonored game, that's going to be only on Xbox. I don't know what Arcade is going to make next after Redfall. Hopefully a single-player game. <clears throat> listen, Microsoft, you get... Listen, I don't know what happened. I wish I wish I knew. Because you're telling me over, like, 100 devs or, like, half, or most of the team left or some, something like that. Like, what what happened? What? Yeah. I thought working for Microsoft was going to be the greatest thing. Or well, maybe it was uh, internal studio stuff. Yeah, it was... <clears throat> from what it sounded like it was a bunch of internal arcane stuff and since they were i guess so far along on redfall when they got acquired xbox kind of unintentionally left it alone they said they weren't like involved in it as much as they would want to be going forward but hmm. <clears throat> that's funny well, if, if they're able to get Activision, they better get as involved as they need to be. Yeah. Activision is coming from all kinds of allegations and doing this. And oh, yeah, the Bobby Blizzard. Yeah, yeah so, Bobby Kotick. Like, are they going to have a BlizzCon this year? I, it'd be interesting to I see. I don't know. All right, we got two more things for the FTC case. Then, Sorry, three more things from the FTC case, and then we're done with the FTC <laughs> case. <laughs> I, I forgot. The next story is also the FTC case, but it's a lot shorter. <laughs> um, so this one. An internal document from Sony revealed a ton of highly confidential information about its PlayStation brand. More specifically, we learned about Call of Duty revenues for PlayStation platforms alone. The document, which was submitted as evidence for the ongoing trial between the FTC and Microsoft, focuses on a letter sent by PlayStation boss Jim Ryan. In the letter that was poorly redacted, it mentions how much Call of Duty was worth to PlayStation alone. Specifically, its widely popular first-person shooter franchise, quote, directly generated over $800 million in the United States in 2021 alone, according to the document. So yeah, there's a picture of the document on this article, <clears throat> and all of these FTC articles are being pulled <clears throat> from uh, IGN, by the way. They've got one article that links to everything else the link for that will be in the description if you guys wanted to kind of dive into everything they broke down because we didn't as much as we have talked about it there is still a lot more <laughs> but yeah it looks like they just went over it with a sharpie and you can see what like you can see the words bleeding through the sharpie like it says, as noted since 2019, Call of Duty has been played by over, and then there's a Sharpie mark. But if you just look at it real closely, it says 32 million PlayStation users in the United States alone over, what is that, 80 million PlayStation, and over 80 million PlayStation users worldwide, I think is what that one says. 
Like some of it's hard to make out, but some of it's real easy. And then yeah, it's the Call of Duty generated over eight hundred million dollars, and generate uh, PlayStation users that play the Call of Duty that play Call of Duty generate an average annual platform spending of around fifteen point nine billion. I think is what that says worldwide. It looks like fifteen point nine from twenty nineteen to twenty twenty one. So yeah, no surprise. Uh, PlayStation's making a lot of money from Call of Duty. It's why they don't want it to go anywhere. Because if Microsoft did, after the 10-year agreement, decide to pull PlayStation or Call of Duty from PlayStation, that's almost a billion dollars in revenue a year that PlayStation is now losing from one game. <laughs> so I can see PlayStation's concern. But... At the same time, Xbox has been like, yeah, we're not going to do that. And I don't know if they would, because you got to imagine that Xbox is going to see some of that money too, especially if they own Activision. So, yeah, thought that was uh, interesting to uh, see how much they made from Call of Duty alone. And it's also just kind of funny how poorly redacted this letter is. <laughs> Alright. <clears throat> According to PlayStation boss Jim Ryan, video game publishers do not like Xbox Game Pass. During his pre-recorded testimony from an ev evidentiary hearing between the FTC and Microsoft, <clears throat> Jim Ryan claimed publishers do not like Microsoft's video game subscription service because it is, quote, value destructive. Quote, I talked to all publishers and they unanimously do not like Game Pass because it is value destructive, Ryan said during his testimony. Just before that, Ryan claimed the Xbox Game Pass is unprofitable for Microsoft. Quote, the Game Pass business model appears to have some challenges and Microsoft appears to be losing a lot of money on it, Ryan says. Uh, asked for comment, Xbox did not provide a direct statement, but did point to an Xbox Wire post claiming that every single Game Pass title announced at this year's Xbox Game Pass Showcase comes from a creator that has previously released a game within the service. Okay, so yeah, that part was irrelevant. Um, Xbox CEO Phil Spencer, meanwhile, has been very transparent about Game Pass's profitability and sustainability in an interview with Axios last year. Spencer explained how the service was not burning cash and called it, quote, very very sustainable end quote so I wonder if Jim Ryan's just making shit up <laughs> or if I mean cause I could see to where publishers could definitely be losing money putting games on Game Pass cause obviously you're not getting all those sales numbers so I would have to imagine that you have to Xbox has to be paying a pretty decent amount to get certain games on Game Pass. Uh, I think it's similar to how Epic is doing it, where Epic will give you a certain amount of discount on using their Unreal Engine this and that, and then they'll throw in another discount if you put it exclusively on their service mm -hmm. for a certain amount. of. So I think what's happening is Microsoft will help you as long as you really allow them to fully put your game, feature your game in certain places. Right. Like that, so. So it's like, that's good, but at the same time, 
I think that's why we see a lot of indie games in a few big AAA third parties. Because yeah, I can see that. What does Microsoft really want to pay for? You know, <laughs> right? Like remember, remember when uh, some games that just don't sell well. I think companies are like, all right, what can we do to attract people? We can do like a free weekend on Steam or like a, our own uh, PC launcher. Or we could also bring it to Xbox Game Pass. Like, I just heard that um, GTA is coming to Xbox Game Pass. Yeah, I think it's up there yeah. as of today, actually. Damn. And see, the funny thing is, they don't really need that. When I look at, bro, I, look, I went on Steam and went to see the concurrent players for GTA. Mm -hmm. There's still 140,000 concurrent players oh, yeah. on that game. Yeah. That's a lot of in people. <laughs> yeah. That, like, that's insane. And you're telling me that you're about to put it on Game Pass? And be, I think Rockstar is just... I think they're really about... Something's going to happen. There's a reason they put it on Game Pass, bro. Cause they, we got to get they that announcement away. for 6 eventually. <laughs> Please! Listen, man. Because... Now, this is all allegedly. Allegedly. Okay? Mm -hmm. so don't come at me. I've seen a cover for Manhunt 3, I've seen a cover for a Bully 2, hmm. and I've seen a cover for a couple other sequel-type games that would come out, but I don't know if it's somebody just creating fan art, that's just, you know, just like, you know, oh, let's, Left 4 Dead 3, let's keep it alive, and Valve is like, no, we're not making enough, you know, let's go. All allegedly, but I'm telling you right now, if Rockstar comes out and says, hey guys, we have an event similar to Microsoft's event, and unveils all these different games like uh la noir 2 and shit mm -hmm. rap <clears throat> rap yeah all right the last thing for the ftc trial and this one's not any legal nonsense this one's a little more interesting and i'm okay kind of surprised xbox has this information allegedly uh but according to microsoft they think the PlayStation 5 Slim will be released later this year at a $399 price point, according to a court document. Uh, this is over on IGN by Wesley Poole. Uh, it says the document was released as part of the FTC versus Microsoft trial to determine the fate of a proposed preliminary injunction against the $69 million buyout of Activision Blizzard. In a paragraph on price, Microsoft attempts to convince the judge, Jacqueline Scott Corley, the Nintendo Switch should have been considered in the same market as the Xbox Series consoles and the PS5, an argument it believes boosts the image of Xbox as losing the console war in third place. It's the final sentence in the paragraph that's sure to ruffle Sony boss Jim Ryan's feathers, as it not only outs the long-rumored existence of PlayStation 5 Slim, but its price, too. IGN has asked Sony for comment. Quote, PlayStation likewise sells a less expensive digital edition for $399.99, and it is expected to release a PS5 Slim later this year at the same reduced price point, reads the document. Uh, the bombshells continue, with Microsoft saying further down, quote, Sony is also anticipated to release a handheld version of the PS5 later this year for under $300, uh, which would be the Project Q that they announced back at the showcase last month. Um, yeah, this is in relation to Sony's announced Project Q, a handheld game streaming device that wirelessly connects to the PS5. Sony has yet to announce a release date or price. 
So yeah, <laughs> Xbox says we're getting a PS5 Slim this year for 400 bucks, which I would assume would be a physical one, but because the digital is already at the same price. I wonder if they're just pulling that out of their ass or if they actually have some information somehow. It's bold as hell to throw that out in court because if that's true and they actually have that information, that might be another legal problem. <laughs> like, how... Bro, yeah. Like, as much as Sony doesn't want you to know anything, how do you know this? That, right. That's kind of interesting. That's something they haven't discussed. It's been rumored forever. But they're like, yeah, this is a thing, and this is happening, and this is what it's going to cost. <laughs> I'm just shaking my head, man. Also, wow. we talked about Project Q. I said if it's anything more than 150 it is ridiculous. If this thing is 200 plus dollars, that is insane. It's gonna be like 279 plus tax, man. I I'm watching. That's ridiculous. And the funny thing is, you had a point where you said, hey, why don't I just get a backbone, download the PlayStation app, Bluetooth. Yeah, that's what I did. Because <laughs> the backbone's 100 bucks. And then d during the holiday season, it'll be probably get down you know 20 percent 30 percent something right. like that so <clears throat> but that's yeah. what i would do if i wanted to quickly play on the go right go ahead but yeah i thought that was an interesting final thing for the ftc case but uh but yeah that was a that was a lot <laughs> that pretty much that took up as much of the show as i thought it would that was a little over an hour <laughs> for those that was only technically two stories by the way <laughs> So, our fourth story uh, is uh, MetaQuest is essentially getting an Xbox Games with Gold slash PlayStation Plus type of service. Uh, this is over on The Verge by Jay Peters. Uh, it says, Meta CEO Mark Zuckerberg just announced Quest Plus, the company's new virtual reality subscription that gives users access to the best titles on the platform, he said, with a combination of VR's biggest hits, hidden gems, and back catalog classics. <clears throat> uh, this is the most affordable way to grow your library with killer content, Meta wrote in a blog post about the subscription. A video from MetaQuest notes that Quest Plus subscribers will get two titles every month, which should feel like a familiar perk if you play pay for services like PlayStation Plus that also give free titles to subscribers. Uh, according to the blog post, July's titles are Pistol Whip and Pixel Ripped 1995. And in August, you will be able to claim Walkabout Mini Golf and Mother Gunship Forge. So, yeah. If you guys have a MetaQuest, you are essentially getting Meta's version of PS Plus. Uh, it is only $7.99 a month. So, pay that, get two free games a month. I don't know what these games cost normally. I'm not in the VR space. Uh, oh, it also looks yeah, like the first month is only a dollar. So, yeah. <laughs> so, just a little helpful stuff if you got VR. It'd be pretty cool. I assume, obviously, as VR catalogs grow and as the, the service goes on longer, you'll probably get better games. But, hell, maybe those four games are good. I don't know. <clears throat> All right. Bye. Go ahead. Nothing, man. Uh, <laughs> Are you sure? 
It doesn't look like yeah. nothing. <laughs> no, it's it's okay, man. Just, there's so many. Just I'm just thinking ahead of like all the games that are coming out. I just I really hope I have time to play Mortal. Fuck, there's just too much going on, man. Mortal Kombat. That's good for the meta. Yeah, but that's good for the meta quest people that they're getting a subscription service because mm -hmm. when you, it's so much money for this VR stuff. Like yeah, you ain't kidding. How much is the meta quest? Uh. That's a good question. I honestly don't know. Too much? <laughs> Too much. Uh, looks like it's 300 bucks for the MetaQuest 2. Okay, so and then the PSVR is 599 The PSVR 2 is $600, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's like you got to pick one. <laughs> yeah, the subscription would definitely help my decision, for sure. Well, I think... Uh, PlayStation Plus gives away VR games as well. I'm not 100% on that. Uh, as part of their subscription? I, th that, bruh, that I think so. Uh, That's awesome. So yeah, the PSVR 2 is $549.99. Uh, there's a bundle that comes with Horizon Call of the Mountain, and that one is 600 gotcha. So yeah, it's too damn much, is what it is. It's the only reason I don't have one. <laughs> but, <laughs> speaking of Mortal Kombat... Uh, if you don't like Mortal Kombat, I do apologize, uh, because leading up to this, any announcement they're going to do, I'm going to want to talk about because I love Mortal Kombat. So they had their first combat cast today, which if you don't know what that is, usually leading up to game releases, I know they did this for 10 and 11 as well. They kind of have these streams on YouTube, they usually last about one to two hours, and they'll have a reveal trailer for something, and then they'll do a gameplay breakdown of certain characters. <laughs> so, today we got a Lin Kuei trailer for Mortal Kombat 1. Smoke and Rain were revealed and confirmed as playable characters. And then Sector, Cyrax, and I think Frost, I don't remember if we knew Frost was in here or not. Cameo characters? Yeah, were all revealed as cameo characters, at the very mm. least. So Smokes, or not Smoke, Cyrax, Sector, and Frost are cameo characters, and then Smoke and Rain are normal playable characters. So that was revealed today on their uh, combat cast. They both look phenomenal. The entire the game itself looks phenomenal. I'm so excited. Curious to see what they do with these cameo fighters and who they're just going to pull out from obscurity. Like... I want super obscure people for cameos. Like, I want Meat to be a cameo character. <laughs> like, that would be hilarious. Are you talking about <laughs> yeah. that? Yeah. Uh, no. What game is that? Deception? I, Armageddon? What something that? like that. Uh, if it, like, yeah, bro, the old Xbox. He just has blood all over <laughs> It was Armageddon. Wow, I remember me. <laughs> yeah, I, I want him as a cameo character, just because it'd be hilarious. And I think they also revealed in the first a trailer that uh, Stryker was a cameo character. I don't think we've seen him since maybe nine. nine? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Smoke and Rain got revealed. They look phenomenal. Obviously, them, like everybody else, has a new look. In Mortal Kombat 1, uh, <clears throat> it does look like we're probably going to see a lot of the ninjas 
in this game, whether they be playable or cameos. So mm-hmm. I'm excited. I, September 19th cannot get here fast enough. I am so stoked for this fucking bruh, game, they man. About re- <laughs> they about to reverse everything, bro. Watch. Scorpion's gonna be the good guy. Sub-Zero's gonna... Like the They're brothers. Their Scorpion and Sub-Zero are brothers now. That's <laughs> that's wild. <laughs> Wait, so... What happened to the Shirai Ryu? Oh, I don't know. I remember some of the lore. I remember mm-hmm. some of the man, and now I'm curious. Now it doesn't matter. They reset it all. <laughs> Nothing matters anymore. <laughs> I'm so excited. Uh, so yeah, Smoke, Rain, uh, playable characters in Mortal Kombat 1, Cyrax, Sector, and Frost, all cameo characters. Uh, looks great. Can't wait to see who they announce next. Uh, I'm curious to see how many new characters we'll get in this one. Because it doesn't seem like they're going to be doing... That we haven't seen? Yeah, like ever. ever. Like brand new characters. Like how in X we got like... Uh, Kung or, Jin uh, or... Was it Takeshka? Not Takeshka. That's a Takashi. wrestler. It, what the hell is his Takeda. name? Yeah, Takeda. Takeda. I'm like, Takeshka's a wrestler. That's not what I'm thinking of. He was Scorpion or... He was related to... Was he Kung... related to Kenshi? He was related to somebody. I don't... I don't remember. It's been so long. But That's I know crazy, Kung... Yeah. Kung Jin was another new one. Devora was another one. But... The new Shao Kahn guy. Oh, yeah. Kotal Kahn. Kotal Kahn was dope. But yeah, I'm curious to see how many brand new characters we get. Uh, it seems like this is going to be a lot of new takes on old characters, which I'm fine with. There's so many characters in Mortal Kombat. I mean, it's been, what, 30 years, <clears throat> I think, original, for this franchise? Yeah. So mm-hmm. they got a lot of people they can go back to if they want. Give me give me a new take on Boraicho. <laughs> I know we just got him, <laughs> but I love Boraicho. <laughs> story of the day AEW Fight Forever is adding a BR mode so AEW Fight Forever came out uh, last week if memory serves me correct got some okay reviews the consensus seems to be the fundamentals are there but the lack of content is kind of what hurts it with it being like AEW's first game and stuff so I'm curious to see with the DLC and whenever they make a new game because I don't think it's a matter of if but just a matter of when I know they've said it's not going to be a yearly thing so or but yeah so this is over on VGC by Jordan Midler excuse me uh this is AEW Fight Forever Stadium Stampede Battle Royal mode has been teased with a new trailer excuse me Uh, The trailer shows 30 wrestlers spawning into a large stadium filled with weapons and other items. As the match continues, the area in which the wrestlers can fight gets smaller, eventually pushing all players into the center. This mode is based on the stadium stampede matches that have taken place in AEW over the years, though these have mostly consisted of two teams of four rather than 30 individuals. 
no release date for the mode has been given. However, it was confirmed by THQ that this will be a free update. Uh, in a short gameplay clip shown in the trailer, it appeared, excuse me, it appears the mode will use a third-person camera angle that's not typically present in the game. That, I, I guess. I mean, it's not a first-person game, but that's a weird way to word it. But I, I know what they mean. <clears throat> uh, AEW's Fight Forever is a spiritual successor to the N64 classic WWE No Mercy and is developed by veteran wrestling game studio Ukes. Yeah, I watched the trailer for this. It looks really cool. I just um, watched the. Yeah, yeah, it looks wild. It's better than, it is better than I thought it was going to be. They yeah. said you get the stadium. I just run. Somebody just jumped out into the chair. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So yeah, as a big AEW fan, uh, this sounds really fucking cool. I haven't played the game yet, <clears throat> but I am excited to eventually get it. And this is probably something, this mode in particular is probably something that will keep me coming back to it on a semi-regular basis. Because it does seem from reviews that I've read and watched that the single player is kind of lacking and the story mode's really short and kind of all over the place. But it seems to thrive in the multiplayer aspect, which is, for this game, for me, what I want. <laughs> like, Fight Forever is not... I'm not going to treat Fight Forever the same way I treat uh, the 2K series. Like, two, uh, WWE 2K is what I use for simulation stuff. This is very much more of an arcade style <clears throat> of game. And it looks like a hell of a lot of fun. So When I seen the blood and how that works yeah. for one of the modes, I was like, wow. Yeah, and that's one thing I don't understand why... Well. I do understand why 2K doesn't do it, because WWE <clears throat> is, they aim for more of a family-friendly audience, they don't like doing a lot of blood, like, even on oh, the yeah, shows anymore, <clears throat> well, not in AEW, <laughs> AEW is more of a hardcore, mature yeah, wrestling just, audience, <laughs> like, yeah, they, um, they bleed weekly on AEW, on WWE they bleed very, very rarely. <laughs> But, I remember the good old days when, like, you would see John Cena getting thrown into the lights or some some crazy shit yeah. going on on WWE. And I even seen a video of like the Attitude Era where Triple H was like just telling chicks to just <laughs> stop their shirt. Show you yeah, yeah, the right? Attitude like, Era. Yeah. The Attitude Era was wild. But uh, AEW, if if you were a wrestling fan that likes more of a hardcore style, um, I I would definitely recommend it, especially like most John Moxley matches, which if you did not know, uh, you probably don't because you don't follow wrestling. John Moxley is from Cincinnati, <laughs> so he's a hometown dude. He is wild. He's like one of their top guys there. I think one of the first matches he had there was, a, it's called a lights out match, which basically means it doesn't count to their record. He went against Kenny Omega and there was a spot where he suplexed Kenny Omega into a trampoline made of barbed wire. <laughs> like, it wasn't the fucking bounce shit in the center. It was just all barbed wire across the entire frame. It was insane. <laughs> How are they getting this shit approved? How are, I mean, they must be paying well to be doing all this shit. Yeah, That's for great. real. <laughs> but yeah. 
So yeah, AEW's adding a or AEW Fight Forever adding a Battle Royale Stadium Stampede mode. It looks really fun. Uh, I'll be excited to see when that gets added. Hopefully, I'll have the game picked up by then. Uh, good, good to see that it is a free mode being added, and they're not going to charge for it. So yeah, good for them. Hopefully, the season pass that they have planned with everything that they've revealed adds to the game and makes it a bit more uh, content full. But, but yeah. So that was our last story. So we'll go ahead and go through the free games of the month. So if you got PlayStation Plus, just Essential because Extra and Premium have not been announced yet. But for PlayStation Plus Essential, this month you are getting Call of Duty Black Ops, Cold War, Cross-Gen Bundle Edition, so both PS5 and PS4 versions. Alan Wake Remastered, PS5 and PS4. And then Endling... Jesus Christ, excuse me. Endling Extinction is Forever, which is also PS5 and PS4. Uh, I don't know what Endling is. That's the only one of these I don't recognize. Uh, <clears throat> Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War was uh, the first Call of Duty, I think, for the new gen. So I enjoyed it. I've, I like the Black Ops series more for Call of Duty than any other series. So mm -hmm. not one I'm going to go back to. I played through and beat it when it came out. But if you haven't played it, definitely one worth checking out. Uh, Alan Wake Remastered, I'm going to check out because the Alan Wake 2 trailer got me extremely interested and I never played the original. So I'm mm -hmm. definitely going to download that and check it out. And then Endling looks like a indie title where it looks like you play as a fox. I don't know. I'll probably check that out too. I think I've added all of these to my library already, so I just need to download them. <laughs> but not a bad selection for this month. Um, if you did miss the PlayStation Plus Extra and Essential Games for June, we will run through those again very quickly. Uh, you are getting, or well, you have, all of these are already out on PlayStation Plus Extra and Premium. Uh, you got Far Cry 6, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Shredder's Revenge, Rogue Legacy 2, Inscription, Solstice, Tacoma, Deus Ex, Ooh. Mankind Divided, Killing Floor 2, Lonely Mountain, Downhill, Vampire, The Masquerade, Coasteries of New York, Hundred Days, Winemaking Simulator, A Hat in Time, Carto, Forager, Dodgeball Academia, which I highly recommend. It's a little indie title. I'm a big fan of it. Uh, the Wild at Heart, Red Out 2, Thief, MX vs. ATV Legends, Paw Patrol, Mighty Pups, Save Adventure Bay, My Friend Peppa Pig, DC Legends of Super Pets, The Adventures of Crypto and Ace, The Talos Principle Deluxe Edition, Elix 2, Conan Exiles, and then the classics you get for June were Killzone Liberation, Worms, Herrick's Adventure, and Coded Soul. Oh, sorry. Coded Soul is Japan and Asia regions only. So. But everything else is everywhere. <clears throat> Xbox game pass for july we've already talked about one of them uh not all of these are out today i will give the release dates uh but gta 5 is available today on cloud and console oh fuck does that mean i can't play it on my computer damn <laughs> that's fine i think i already have it on pc actually because i have 5m and i've been debating on uh, getting back in or getting into rp because i've got a bunch of friends that have started streaming it again 
I don't know if you've ever seen GTA RP, but that shit is fun as hell. <laughs> what is that? It is modded GTA Online, where everyone's role playing. It's pretty fun. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> yeah. So you got people who are like they just they, characters. Well, no, like they play as the cops. You have people that just go in work like a normal job. You have people who act as criminals. It it's interesting. Some of the videos I've seen shit gets wild um sword and fairy together forever that one is also out today cloud console and pc um mcpixel 3 uh came out today cloud console and pc common hood cloud console and pc july 11th insurgency sandstorm on pc july 11th <clears throat> exo primal cloud console and pc day one with game pass july 14th Day one. Uh, Tectonica, also day one with Game Pass, cloud console, and PC. Uh, it also says game preview in parentheses, so I don't know if this is the full really game. Anxious. Oh, okay. Uh, that will be July 18th. And then The Cave, cloud, and console, July 18th. So those are all the games coming to Game Pass this month. Or at least all the ones announced. I know they announced them in two waves. So this is the first wave. So that will cover it for free games. Uh, something we forgot to do <laughs> last time, because it's been a minute. We forgot to go over the uh, new games that are coming out over the next couple weeks. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. And then after that, I have, some, I have something I want to say Okay. Uh, when you get done with that. Uh, so let's see. Our next one would be the 20th. So we'll stop here. Um, so Synapse came out on PSVR 2 a couple days ago. That was July 4th. Guilt comes out, or came out on PS5, PS4, Xbox Series consoles, Xbox One, and PC today. Oxenfree 2 Lost Signals uh, comes out on PS5, PS4, Switch, and PC July 12th. I believe that is already out on Xbox. I could be wrong, but I think that's already out on Xbox. Uh, Battle Bows. Quest 2 and PC VR July 13th. Gravity Circuit PS5, PS4, Switch, and PC July 13th. Testament The Order of High Human PC July 13th. Exo Primal PS5, PS4, all Xbox consoles PC July 14th, also on Game Pass as we just mentioned. Ember Knights Switch and PC July 18th. Turbo Overkill PC July 18th. My Friendly Neighborhood PC July 18th. And Xenonauts 2 PC Early Access July 18th. Alright, what what did you have that you wanted to say, my friend? Alright, thank you, good sir. I just wanted to remind everybody, hey listen, if you are a PC gamer, the Steam sale is going until the 13th. Oh yeah. And my, yeah, my friend Austin here was talking about WWE, so if you are a 2K wanted to get 2k23 or you were looking into it i believe it's on sale for 38 dollars right now oh don't so. don't tell me that because there are mods on the pc to where you can do intergender matches and i've been trying to figure out right. how to do that right. <laughs> so I, 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 I'm, I i might i might have to i might have to attempt that okay hey let me know man i might hop on there with you i i, I want to get into a wrestling game and uh, 2K23 just looks phenomenal. Every time I see it, it just looks great. I'll, I'll tell you what. You're already made because you're part of the BCW roster. 
So if you get it, let me know. I'll give you my 2K creator tag, and you can download yourself. So I've already got you made. <laughs> you got moveset, entrance, and everything. <laughs> all right, brother, that sounds good. But yeah, that's all I wanted to say. Steam sale ends July 13th. Get these games while they're nice and cheap. $5, $6, dollars Get your backlogs together, because after this month, it's a cutoff. Next couple Oofa. months, games, 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 games. For real, you ain't fucking kidding. <laughs> and some of these games, you know, are just going to take forever. <laughs> I have a friend right now who, he just beat Diablo and put 70 hours in. Damn. 70 hours. Yeah. And now he's looking around like, all right, what's, <laughs> what's next? <laughs> so, yeah, man, just, it's, it's about to be a great time for gaming. Here we go. All right. So with that that will do it for us this week we will be back again in two weeks on the 20th i know we've talked about behind the scenes uh live streaming podcast going forward we haven't decided on anything but we'll let you guys know if we want to live stream the next one uh so if we live stream you'll be able to watch it on the 20th if we do not live stream it will be up the following day the 21st on Apple, Spotify, YouTube. This one com- will come out on the 7th on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube as well. <clears throat> um, but if you wanted to follow us and all of our shenanigans, you can follow me over on... I'm going to say Kick right now because I haven't used Twitch in a while. I'm getting back to streaming for the first time in like three weeks this weekend. Uh, going to be streaming the Cruiserweight Classic for BCW this Sunday at 9 o'clock. So if you wanted to watch that, go over to kick.com slash SinCityRedAngel. Uh, you could also follow me for all of my gaming sport and sports hot takes over on Twitter at SinCityRedAngel. Uh, you can find me on YouTube where I post all of my <coughs> uh, stream VODs over at youtube.com slash SinCityRedAngel. And if you wanted to follow Protege, you can follow him on Twitter at Protege4789. And then you can subscribe to him on YouTube at youtube.com slash at Protege Gaming. If you want to follow stuff for this podcast specifically, good lord, I cannot speak today. (laughs) Uh, You could support us if you wanted to. We would really appreciate it directly over at patreon.com slash joystickjockeys. We don't have a lot up there at the moment because we hey we don't have anyone over there so we don't know how to how we want to work it yet we're still playing around with it um you can follow us on twitter which i think i say this every podcast i will get better about posting stuff on our the podcast twitter with updates of when episodes go live and whatnot or if we decide to do other streams specifically for here uh for the podcast uh, you can find us on Twitter at Joystick Jockeys. Uh, you can find us on YouTube at youtube.com slash at Joystick Jockeys 513. <clears throat> uh, we also have a TikTok. You can find us over on TikTok at Joystick Jockeys. And then something we decided on before we actually recorded this podcast is I've made a Google Form document for just kind of, if you want to throw some suggestions on our way, about what other content you would like to see from us, whether it be like us streaming, like games, gameplay of whatever the hell we have that we could play together once a week, or maybe reviews or video essays or 
if you want podcasts on certain topics i don't know just throw anything in the suggestion box we will take it all under consideration um the link for the suggestion box will be in the episode notes i'm also going to be posting it on twitter on we don't have a facebook page do we do we have a facebook page i think we have yeah yeah yeah. i think we were yeah we have it's underdeveloped (laughs) uh if the podcast itself doesn't have a facebook page the two of us will put uh will share it on our individual facebook pages as well as our individual uh twitter twitter pages and then if you are watching this on youtube the link for the suggestion box will be in the description below so go ahead and throw some suggestions our way help us out because we we want to make more content we just don't know what we want to make but we also want to make sure whatever content we make you guys want to see it but go ahead throw some suggestions our way we would greatly appreciate it thank you all for listening I have been Austin Angel, joined by Protégé, and we will see you all in two weeks. Peace. Peace.